Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. We're approaching the end of January, just in there a couple days left. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. I mean, we've got a um, a full week, unlike some of the four-day weeks that we've had already this month, right? <laughs> so a full full week, and what do we have? Like lots and lots of earnings. I mean, this Tons. is... Uh, the next two weeks are when uh, most of the S and P uh, does report. Uh, so that will uh, it makes it it makes it tough, but you know you have it every quarter to deal with, and, uh, mm-hmm. and so here we are again. We're arriving at that now. Um, uh, Asian markets are closed. Um, that's you know pretty much the whole gamut of them, um, and it's uh, the year of the rabbit. Chinese New Year here. Mm-hmm. Lunar New Year, Year of the Water Rabbit, I think it is. So um, we'll see how how that plays out this year. Uh, this probably put a lot of meaning into it, but I don't know if the market plays out that way or not. But anyway, it's the Year of the Rabbit. So let's get hopping on the subject here of <laughs> <laughs> what's what's on the economic calendar for for this uh, this week here. Yeah. So. In terms of economic reports, Monday we have the leading economic indicators at 10 a.m. Eastern. Tuesday we have S&P manufacturing PMI. Wednesday not much. And Thursday there's a bunch of reports. A lot have to do with jobless claims and um, GDP numbers. And then Friday we have consumer spending and um, PC price index, so inflation data. So there's some themes here. Inflation data, manufacturing performance, but mostly it's going to be about earnings this week. Tons of earnings reports. Yeah, um, well, so on that note, I mean, we saw yeah. even on Friday, right? Um, it quarterly results from Netflix and uh, Google, right? Alphabet, um, yeah. and that uh, really, I think that contributed to um, you know Friday's uh, move. I mean, uh, Google was. Announcing plans to reduce its workforce by about 12,000 roles. Uh, you know, this is the thing. People always look at that as negative, but from an investment perspective, when companies are laying off, uh, we see that as as positive because you know the amount of revenue per employee or or margins or you know m- more money to the bottom line or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we know that you know there's a lot of people that were added to the workforce uh, when there was a lot of free money sloshing around. So, yep. and there was a lot of incentives and programs to um, to hire and retain and all that. So I think we're on the tail end of that where we're seeing just a lot of those people that had been added um, being laid off or, or, or the uh, non-performers of them all maybe. But uh, I think, you know, these companies can certainly handle it. Um, more efficiencies come in, and uh, more automation is being done. And I think this is this is a trend for uh, for at least this year, maybe next year as well, where more and more layoffs. Uh-huh. So don't be don't be like thinking negative when you hear that, because you have to look at it from a contrary and takeaway perspective. Okay, investment uh, returns could benefit from a workforce reduction. Yep, so very good. Um, Monday, we've got earnings, uh, some financial stocks like Synchrony and Zions Bank. 
Tuesday, there's a big one, Microsoft, that 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 could move uh, the Nasdaq quite a bit in the markets. And then Tuesday, we have a lot of other ones too. 3M, Danaher, DR Horton, GE, Lockheed Martin, Verizon. So Tuesday is a huge day for earnings, many stocks. So you have to check your symbols against that. And then Wednesday, Tesla, right? That That's always an interesting one to watch. And uh, there's other numerous ones like General Dynamics, IBM, um, AT&T. So that's, uh, so I think Wednesday and even through Thursday. Thursday, we have Visa, another big one. Again, tons of earnings, airlines, MasterCard, uh, Dow Chemical, uh, Southwest Airlines, Valero, Steel. So you name the industry and it has earnings this week. And Friday, American Express, uh, Chevron. So these are big companies. It's like one of the most significant weeks in terms of earnings and the big names that everyone follows. So every day, I think we have to check our individual symbols against these and yeah. make that judgment call. Do we include it in the basket still or take out all those? And well, and that's and that's that's a tough time, uh, you know, now in, with so many earnings, of course. But the thing is, it doesn't always mean it's bad if a if a stock's reported and it's gapping down. I mean, some of the comeback tours that we've seen on these stocks can be very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's your choice to leave them in or or pull them out. But it just some some seasons get really tough because you got to pull so many symbols out if you're just a non-news orientated person like you just want to eliminate all news <laughs> it's it gets pretty tough <laughs> but uh anyway don't don't be afraid if if something is already pre-market gapping down a lot you know yeah it could go lower uh, but it also might have that comeback tour that we've seen many times and things are pretty efficient in terms of pricing when the, as soon as the news comes out pre-market it gets to a certain level and that's I've seen that's pretty good. I mean, it kind of goes back to that quite a bit throughout the day. So um, maybe the market is super efficient now with interpreting that very quickly, the the earnings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then... Um, um, the yeah, go yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, okay, go ahead. Yeah, in, in terms of the 10-year, we're still at 3.47%, just down slightly overnight. So for the for the year, we've come down a bit from... A little over 3.8 percent so the bond market is predicting that uh, the, the fed really can't keep interest rates that high or they're not uh, believing it you know where's uh the market so far this year year to date um remember we talked a lot about expecting some tax loss uh selling rebuying you know, in January, and that's what causes the mid-month seasonality bump a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, so to that note, as of Friday, here's where we are. The NASDAQ is up 6.4% year-to-date. The Russell is up 6%. S&P mid-cap is up 53 And the S&P 500 is up 3.5. And the Dow is only up 0.7. So last year, you know, the Dow was the best performer, uh-huh. only down eight percent or so for the year, or nine, eight or nine, whatever it was. And, and of course, the the Nasdaq was down thirty-one percent for the year. So, uh, you know, you're seeing a bit of that um, 
slightly mean, slight, slightly mean reversion. I mean, it's, you know, the Dow's, Dow's lagging and, and NASDAQ's already come back 6.4% since the beginning of the year here. So keep that in mind. Um, that means that, uh, you know, they're, they're nibbling at these tech stocks uh, every day. We kind of watch for that. And, and Friday, you know, it was again, the same theme is that, that uh, the NASDAQ uh, seemed to be, to have that leadership and, and power it up, uh, you know, compared to the other other groups. So the very first one to roll over after the the rally off the bottom there on uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, um, was the um, it was Tuesday or Wednesday, sorry, was <clears throat> the Dow. Right, it pulled back the hardest. And um, and Friday, like we had a S our S and P list didn't do very good because it had a whole bunch of defensive stuff long. And it had some discretionary stuff and tech short. And of course, the, you know, that's what dominated on Friday. So uh, normally with expirations, um, things kind of have a bit of a move at the beginning of the day. And then they kind of settle in and go sideways. But what happened on Friday was it kept picking up steam and, and uh, NASDAQ was definitely the leader. So we'll see if there's some follow through to that. Uh, just remember that uh, Asia is uh, offline. Uh, there's no uh, markets open, um, so that could uh, impact a little bit about you know how do Chinese-related stocks do? How do some of the tech stocks do? Could be could be related for tomorrow anyway. How are the futures doing right now? We've got the Dow Jones uh, futures kind of flattish. Down only 15 points or 0.04%. S&P down two and a three quarters points or 0.07%. NASDAQ is also down 0.07% or eight points. Russell is down only 0.03. VIX is down 0.41. Uh, so it's not showing any fear. We're at the 21 level on the VIX. Um, we had a recent little bit of a pop up over 22 and now back down to 21. So not not seeing any real fear uh, from the VIX. Of course, this week being, you know, a lot of earnings, um, something could set it off. No different than Netflix earnings on Friday did offer a boost to technologies and communications in general. That was the leader was communications and heck was second, I think. So. You know, um, these earnings can matter and it can impact your groups. Um, Dave and I have been talking a lot about, um, you know, curating particular buckets for what you want to represent, like a theme. Um, so it could be, you know, low PE multiples versus high P multiples. Um, could be low beta versus high beta, these type of things. And what that allows you to do is is really capture the sentiment and the you know um, aspirations of the market. What are they focused on? You know, and uh, take those take those groups and actually put them into your web screener, and then export your results from that, so that you're actually getting odds on particular universe that you've constructed. Right, that you know 
you know, you understand why that you put that universe together and what it means to you. And then sort of curating odds and average performance from that bucket. Right. I think there's a lot of merit to that. And so you can use those on, on particular days when you see risk on versus risk off. Right. Okay. Um, what else? You had some we have the um, seasonality. Yeah, you have the almanac to cover. Yeah, so we're so approaching for January. The, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So um, the last five trading days start this Wednesday. That's and correct. Some, some of the sectors that are expected to be more bullish versus bearish. Gold, XLU, XRT, silver. These are things that are typically more bullish. Um, and then things that are more down in that window are the risk on things arc g minus 1.9 percent the kre the regional regional banks minus 1.86 percent the smh minus 1.8 energy xle xop both down more than one and a half percent so oil a lot of the risk on and some financials weaker and even some of the biotech ibb where more strength in gold and um, something defensive like utilities if you look at the three-day perspective, the last three days of the month, it's also very similar with gold, silver, and utilities stronger than the risk-on stuff. Um, same theme as the five-day. And then the final day of the month, it, it, it's, it's in line with the same thinking, right? Strongest are gold, silver, uh, utilities, and weakest are financials, chips, um, basic materials, and, and energy. So... That theme is pretty solid for the last five, three, and single day of the month. And most of the gains for the month really are in mid-month seasonality and that options expiration Friday. And typically for January, the, um, it's really soft that final week. So the first two days of this week, we're not in that window. So it could be either way, maybe driven more on earnings. But um, the backdrop really is kind of bearish for the, for the next couple of days. The yeah, that's the, the, that's the seasonality for sure, you know, and um, it, it is, you know, historically accurate that we get that bump in the mid-month, and that's just due to 401k payroll deposits and um, the 30-day uh, wash sale rule um, where people have to wait to buy back stocks that they may have sold for tax uh, purposes. Um, and I think, you know, I... I don't know how distributed the tax loss selling was, but it, it it seemed kind of like a pretty consistent pace through the month of December, right up to uh, December 28th, two days before the end of the month. And um, and so, you know, if if that last week there was still quite a bit, I mean, they'll be they could be buying that back uh, this coming week. Or the week following, which could interfere with this weakness that we see on the seasonality calendar. But um, I would still tend to put a fair amount of weight in the seasonality calendar. And you know, hey, if it if it surprises us and it continues to rally, then then fine, we're not going to argue with it. But um, but that's the case of of having that perspective and then allowing it to be what it is, probability based and look for any macro things that, um, you know, interfere, come out, right? So, mm -hmm. 
All right. Anything else from your perspective? From my research, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's just flip over to what's going on in metals because metals have really been about the U.S. dollar, right? And so the U.S. dollar right up to Friday had continued to decline. With the futures now, it's down again 0.34%. Um, it does have it's coming up to the low that it hit on January 18th. If it gets below that, which coincides with last year in May, the low, if it gets okay. below that, there is a bit more of an air pocket again. I'm still expecting that the dollar trade, which was really crowded, is still unwinding, and that does support the metals. So, um, you know, we've had a pretty good run since November in gold. And I don't think that uh, there's too much resistance until we get to around the uh, 2000 level on uh, gold. We're at 1936 right now. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, silver has been a little bit of a lagger behind the gold, and, and, but it's channeling. If it breaks out of the channel up through $25, um, that could be healthy. Uh, copper has seen some good rise since the beginning of this year, and really what kicked in for copper was China reopening and uh, and and more, you know, industry starting up again and things like that. So uh, recession is directly tied to copper, and it seems that uh, it's arguing against uh, a global recession of, you know, a major magnitude, but who knows? Uh, it just coppers on the rise, and um, and like Dave pointed out, for the bonds, you know, the bonds uh, have been not expecting the Fed to be as aggressive. It's they've kind of tapered off, and they're kind of rolling back and forth now. And with energy, um, we had a a pretty good move back up over 80 from uh, well, we hit as a low of around the 70 barrel on West Texas. In December, and uh, we put in a higher low beginning of this year. We're back up to 81. Uh, there's, uh, you know, potential for it to trade back towards 90. That's not out of the question. Um, but it just recently had a a, a two-week uh, move here, so it could could roll back down as well. So it's off now, 0.39 percent. Brent crude is off. 0.43%. So, so there's a little bit of weakness showing up at the moment, but the dollar pulling back can keep a little bit of floor under it, more of a floor on the metals, of course. So I hope that helps. You guys have a good week. As Dave said, check your earnings calendar, be on top of that. And uh, we wish you all the best. All right. Thanks. Good luck.